Hey everybody, welcome to episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy, and today I'm excited to have our guest, who is my brother. He is a mentor. I'm so, so very surprised that we've known each other for as long as we have, uh, simply because I followed the man's work for a very long time. He's the godfather of the VSL, uh, and will probably teach you more about how to create better advertising than most people will uh, on this episode than anything else just listen to him you'll be mesmerized uh and that is none other than my good friend and brother john benson john welcome to the show hey it'll good to be here man good I'm to glad, be here i'm glad that we could do this again uh because i had a slight mic malfunction last time and uh, we didn't i didn't get you on properly but this time i got you on yeah got it tested we'll do it right the second time <laughs> damn right that's what they always say right the second awesome. time's always slightly better absolutely yeah, just a real quick I'm shout down. out for sure. Oh, just a real quick shout out for us to our sponsors for this episode. We are sponsored by EmailCopyPro.com, which is John's site. Did I get the URL right there? I did. I hope I did. Yeah, yeah awesome. Did. Yeah. Cool. Links will be in description. Go check that out. Also sponsored on this episode is AdelMarcy.com. Go there, check it out. Listen to previous episodes we have online, and definitely rate, subscribe, and um, review this episode. I know you guys are going to love it. Real quickly, just to get started off the bat here, because we covered so much last time, which really makes me sad that we, I, I didn't, I can get your side of the conversation because you like dropped so much information. One of the very first yeah. things I wanted to ask you about was um, going through your training and stuff like that. I've noticed you actually have like a one-minute VSL, a five-minute VSL, thirty-minute VSL, and like a full like thirty-plus-minute VSL that you can have. What's the biggest key differences? with different with those different numbers like as in this, uh, the length more than anything yeah yeah well so a full length vsl can be like when accelerator first came out it, it had nothing but full length vsls which is they tend to range in the area of 40 to 65 minutes so that's what most high converting vsls are are operating around so we found uses of one minute VSLs for like uh, like above a, a check-in page or above an opt-in page or above a checkout page rather. Uh, something that's going to just get a real quick, hey, now that you're here, let me tell you one quick thing, X, you know, a little formula for that. Uh, those are great for opt-ins. Uh, five minute VSLs are great for if you've got like consulting and you're wanting to just capture a lead and you're not needing to go into a whole hour long explanation because you're doing a, a, a call, on, a sale on call. So meaning you're just going to follow up with a, with a literal sales call, then five-minute VSLs work really great for that. And so do 20-minute VSLs, and that's what you're talking about with a 20-minute VSL. 20-minute yeah. VSLs work really well if you're coaching high-level $10,000, $30,000 kind of tickets. And again, you're, you're following up with a physical call, but you need to explain key details. You need to explain, like, uh, let me teach you something and, and kind of sell yourself uh, a little bit more than you would in the five-minute VSL. So those formulas were all created around those needs. And that's the, and they're all derivatives of the original VSL formula, which I created. So. Yeah, I remember you going through that. That was insane. It just blew my mind the first time I actually saw you and David Bass and Andy Jenkins all present it in 2009 or 2010. Mm -hmm. That's, that was like insane. Cause like when I think back to that eight, I was like 2021, 20, I think it was like my first two or three years as a pro copywriter. I was like, okay, let's see what this is. Just like hooked me in right away. <laughs> And thank you yeah, for, and thank, yeah, definitely. And thank you for explaining the, the different time limits because the different time limits are like hugely key for me to understand exactly which um, which products I'm actually selling. I need to use the right formula, so that really massively helps out. But something I did want to ask you very quickly off the back end of that: How did you actually come up with a VSL formula to begin with? That was uh, the formula itself was kind of backtracked. Um, so I, I had a pretty good idea of what I was doing when I was creating VSLs, but I wrote the first five of them just off the top of my head. So, um, and they weren't all following this formula. The original one did, uh, the second one didn't. So, well, the second one did, it did in a way of the pattern error wasn't really there in a, a really strong way, but that VSL was the truth about abs and that's still, <laughs> still online as of today. That's been like almost 10 years. So um, the, the formula that we kind of, created was uh, me and Joshua Pellisier got together and uh, he's a good good brother of mine and and I basically this is back 
when Josh was completely broken, literally living on a couch and so <laughs> a little crappy apartment in Santa Monica. And uh, uh, I said, Hey, Josh, I've got this. Uh, I've written like at this time I had set 17 VSLs I'd written and um, for Pimsleur and for, you know, all these companies were coming out of the woodworks. And, and I was living in Malibu at the time. I'd been, I was able to, you know, buy a house, get a house in Malibu rather. And, uh, and, and uh, Josh was living in, in Santa Monica, and uh, I, and we connected in many ways. And and he goes, man, I could help you organize this thing and, and teach a formula for this because this is like you know you you started it. And Ryan Dice at the time had had a, already came out with a course about it. He didn't know that I was coming out with a course, which is how we met, uh, by the way, which is kind of funny because I found out he was coming out with a course, and I literally got in my car. I was living in Texas at the time. I got in my car, so I'm coming down there to completely kick your ass. I'm just gonna, I'm, uh, you know, we we talked we've talked about our our propensities for martial arts and things of that nature. Yeah. I'm gonna come up there. We're gonna throw down, man. It's not gonna be any any law any legal going on. Uh, and because he had no, I told him when I first met him, but his wife was pregnant with her first child, and he was like in and out of basic consciousness. I mean, he was in and he just didn't it didn't he didn't register. And he's the nicest guy. We've got to be such good friends after that. That all. So obviously, not that didn't happen. But I was literally in my car driving them, and they're like, "Hey, time out, time out, time out." Um, but they they didn't know I was coming out with the course. They said, "Oh, we just thought you were just a fitness guy, you know?" Because I was. I was just a fitness guy. I was like, "Okay, I can kind of understand maybe." And then then we ended up creating a company together. It was all good. But um, so, but I knew I wanted to create a course. I just wanted to do it right. I wanted, you know, they had this little fast track course and. Uh, I have a fast track course now that includes all the the accelerator training videos, by the way. So um, because a lot of people couldn't afford the two grand price tag. So that's like 500 bucks. Um, but the point is, is that that formula had to be reverse engineered. And so Joshua came up to me and said, OK, I'll help you reverse engineer because he's really good at this stuff. And I'm pretty good at it, too. I said, well, with the two of us together, we'll figure out how to name everything. And and he goes, all I want is buy me a motorcycle because <laughs> he didn't have transportation and let me use the actual formula that, that we create for my first VSL. And he ended up using it over the weekend. Uh, it took us about a month to dissect all this stuff. And then over the one weekend, he wrote the, the Goldfish VSL. And he had never written copy before. Yeah. So, um, and that Goldfish VSL went on to do $10 million in the oh. first year and a half. So, so, so just amazing rack story. So do you want yeah. to hear, uh, I, did I tell you, have we actually ever had the discussion of why I briefly hated you? No, but uh, okay. Now you now you piqued my curiosity, so now you have to okay. tell me because very few people hate me. Oh no, I love you. I love the hell out of you. It's just the fact I didn't know you at the time, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Basically, I was coming up, and uh, Tim Houston, Josh's business partner in uh, the Dow Badass, yeah, had got in touch. Well. Hmm. I know Tim well. Yeah. yeah, Tim got in contact with me to help them with their VSL. So I, so I actually, before you even stepped in, I was actually sat there coming up with different ideas and angles of how they can run this. Because um, I was like, okay, this is a new thing. Let's see how the psychology would work. Me being super hungry and young, I was like, let's do it. And then um, yeah. I remember receiving an email back from Tim going, sorry, dude, we decided to go with John Benson instead. I was like, <laughs> I, I remember just cussing and blinding at that point. because I was like, God damn it, I'm so broke. What the shit? <laughs> So it was literally one of those moments. But this that was the second one. That was oh. the redo. Uh, that was yeah. the redo. The first one, yeah, the, the, I, I did write the redo. Uh, this, the first one uh, was the, the goldfish video actually Josh did. And well, I mean, I, I helped him tweak a few things here and there, but it was like, it was all his ideas. I mean, so it, it's, uh, yeah, that was way before Tim. <laughs> that was, oh, that was, a uh, yeah, <clears throat> that was during their, 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 their they had the, the, that VSL had ran its course. Yeah. That was, that was like a 2010, something like that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that, I remember. I remember that. I remember you. Um, I remember them saying like, uh, we, we want to look at different copywriters and, and, and so, yeah, but, and I was still doing a copy for hire back then. So yeah. it, it, it kind of made sense though. Sorry. I didn't. didn't oh no, no, no. It's job. completely fine. No, it's completely fine. It was a blessing in disguise <laughs> because like you and I ended up meeting literally months later. Um, and then mm -hmm. we added each other on Facebook. And I remember the first thing you ever did for me, which I was so grateful for because I was in that huge imposter syndrome of being the young kid in the industry. Um, I remember like reaching out to you. I asked you a question about like, Hey John, I'm creating something right now on gratitude. Uh, would you mind just doing a really quick VSL, like quick video on like gratitude for me? And you sent me this really beautiful one minute video, which is on my old laptop, which is still in my bedroom. I need to extract that video to a new hard drive. So I have it, <clears throat> but you did this video uh, for me and I was like, holy crap, he's a normal person. 
we can get along. Yay. <laughs> and then that built the relationship for me and you, uh, Josh and Tim and myself. We, we, we kept in touch. I still speak to Tim every so often. I still send him a birthday card every year. Um, so he's a good dude. And it just, it, it's yeah. funny, like how at that one point that was the intersection, but I remember that moment so vividly because I was like, God oh, damn God. it. But it that wasn't even funny. We didn't talk about this the, the first time we, we did our, our interview here. So I'm glad that we brought this up. I didn't, had no idea that it was yeah. the very first. That was the first inclination. But thing is, I think the reason why I say thank you to that moment more than anything else is because it actually made me a better writer. Because uh, mm. at the time, once you start to teach your VSL formula and showed it on that webinar a little bit more, I started to study it way deeper. I started to really get into, mm. like, really stuck into all the training of understand the psychology of different things. And don't get me wrong, I dislike writing VSLs. They're not my favorite thing in the world to write. Same with webinars. Um, for other people, for myself, I love doing them. Um, but it actually mm. helped me get become a better writer. So that, I, again, in the end, I still have to say thank you, and I fucking love you because you know you're my brother. Um, love you back, bro. Yeah, um, awesome. So something I did want to actually talk about as well, since we had that conversation that first time, but we didn't we didn't actually go into this conversation the first time. But since then, you really, really like. Just to give you guys an idea, I have so much love for John because um, there's been times in the last seven or eight weeks where everything is like flown off the rails. Like if you're watching, imagine watching a roller coaster with like bits and pieces of the track falling off and catching in different areas. That's what my life looks like at times. I'm completely flying off the rails and something's catching me on the way back down. Usually it's John with his advice. And there's something I did want to talk about, which was um, this idea that you imparted to me that I think Ed Dale imparted to you about uh, for people that have low follow through on their Colby test. Uh, and that yeah. is the Kanban um, formula, so to say. Like, yeah. Is that something we can yeah. talk about a little bit or no? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, my Kanban board's right behind me and I have not been using my Kanban board for the past week or two simply because there's one massive project that I'm working on um, and that's copypro.ai. So uh, the, the, but I should be using it because I'm like, I'm, you know, kind of dove into like software design and, and, you know, making sure everything is right. And if anyone follows me, if anyone's getting this post copy pro uh, release if you're listening to this after we've released this to the world then you, you you probably know now what um, you, you know now what, we, what a lot of people don't know then and that's the copywriting is about to change for everyone it's about to change how people do it how copywriters get paid uh, how people buy copy it's going it's a complete disruptor it's nothing like uh, copy email copy pro even though I love it that's my baby that's like I, I, email copy pro is awesome we took the same technology and licensed it to copypro.ai so we could expand it to every piece of copy whether it's a bot or a campaign or a VSL or a webinar or, or you know an avatar it doesn't matter um, what it is so and then have thousands of copywriters contribute to the system they can all get paid now it's really cool so we're in the process of, of, of getting that we're in the first seed round of our investment round right now as a matter of fact uh, and as soon as we close that out, which should be by the end of the year, we're going to move to a reggae plus and, and do a $35 million raise on it and blow this thing out. So I, I tell you all that because all of that is one massive project where you have to not only get um, all the copy into the machine and all this, all the train, train copywriters on how to use it. But also I happen to be a, a graphic designer from background. And so I had to make sure that flow and, and it had to feel like a like a Steve Jobs kind of Apple-ish kind of feel to it or I would say Apple not quite that <laughs> elegant but pretty darn good and really high end I, I needed, needed to make sure it was like that and and all this is like happening at once so but in between all the other stuff I'm doing that and so really like there's the Kanban board could only be used for segmenting up projects so what I do with Kanban is is when I have like um, if I know that I've got four different tasks or 10 different tasks or however many different tasks I know that I got to do. I unload them all into uh, just write them all down and put them all on the far left side of the board. And then each, it's a manual process. Now as a guy that develops software, so I'm extremely tech savvy. Um, you know, and I, so, and I use tons of software tools. This is the only thing I found to actually work. So we use Asana and I'm in it half the time and in it, not the, I'm in it probably a third of the time. My, my staff will tell me we haven't seen you in Asana in two weeks. When I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm in it for gold, man. I'm in it like a pro. And then I forget all about it. And so I've only used the Kanban board successfully. And the only time I've not used it in the last, is in the last two weeks simply because there's one project. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a process of thinking. It's a process of, 
manually taking things, the stickers off of a board and moving them to another section of this. It just builds this repetitive repetitiveness and you can, you can't help but see it cause it's right there in your den, you know? So, um, yeah. So the, the, I think the Kanban stuff is really good. Ed Dale's got great training on that. You might want to contact Ed. Yeah. I really want to so, get in touch with him cause I want to get him on the show, but it's really hard to get in touch with him at times, mainly because I don't think he yeah. really knows me. So I'll, I'll show, I'll like find a channel through to connect with him and so on and so forth. But I was going to say um, something that's really powerful just about like my own usage of the Kanban um, system in its own right. It's the easiest way I can actually tell you guys, it's just a visual way of thinking for people that are visually like that. They're, they're more visually stimulated. Um, Cause right. for me, it goes visual. Uh, so I'm actually a mix of initially it's auditory and then um, visual and kinesthetic are like for my overall learning experiences, but for tasks, it's visual kinesthetic auditory. So it changes, it changes the route around um, when I'm like creating stuff for people or for, for like my own stuff. So having this visual mm. representation actually really helped me out get through so many projects and so such a little space of time um, just because I could cool. see them and move them around, which is brilliant. So yeah. something, I, something I did want to talk to you about as well, like with uh, respect to the, because you've gone back on Facebook hard like the last couple of weeks, you have just gone into Facebook lives like crazy. Um, right, right. By the time yeah. the show comes out, it's been like a couple of months of that. I've got to ask, one, where do you come up with your content ideas? And two, what drove you to start coming back so hard and heavy on Facebook? <laughs> well, you can't call it a comeback if it's your really first time to do it. I, I, this is my first time to ever do anything on Facebook as far as Facebook. Live. I've never been a huge Facebook guy except for keeping up with friends and stuff. And, you know, my team, I've got a full-time Facebook uh, media buyer, and she's also really good at just monetizing social media in general. Uh, she's the only person that's ever made me any money on social media. So I know guys that say, oh, you know, we're pulling in 100 grand a day. I'm like, well, good for you. I don't know how to do it. I, I've written ads that pull in, and I can't do it for myself. So, you know, <laughs> it's so weird. Some of my clients are literally these people that are pulling in 100 grand a day, and I can't do it. So, so oh, I, I'm like, okay. So I, you know how this goes, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm missing something, right? So I decided, well, look, you know, the one thing I can do, I think I do fairly well, is I, is teach and ex, and kind of give that passion for for words and passion for copy and showing people structures and you know that's just you, you we all have our talents, right? And so I decided, well, why don't we do something kind of crazy? Because I've always kind of wanted to take you know marathon approaches to things and and build this massive following, this massive content following. And I knew that we, you know, I'm, if I had five people on there, I'd be lucky because I'm just not a big Facebook live guy. Um, but, uh, we, you know, we've ended up with, you know, maybe 50 people on at once, which isn't bad for a guy with no Facebook following essentially. I mean, I do, I, I like, I actually do have Facebook, but, but still, you know, not thousands of people on these Facebook lives, but we wanted to build it over time and use them for ad revenue. And we wanted to see what we were, what our ROI was. And so far the ROI on this thing, while the sales are not anything to, to write home about, I mean, you know, I think we did like 10 grand in sales or something like that, but, uh, but with that's with no, we spent like maybe a thousand dollars. So it's a 10 X ROI. And that was like, oh, okay, well, and getting you presence in everywhere we're going to go. So we wanted to test it and see if we, then we could 10 X that and then 10 X that. And so that's the experiment. And, um, and also, you know, it forces me to, I, I to do what I love. You know, I really do love to, to coach people and, and, and come up with ideas and, 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 you know, that's just what I, that's probably the thing I enjoy doing the most. So, so yeah, that, that's the combination of those two things. It was like, let's try this to see what happens. Cause I don't want to say, you know, I kept hitting and missing with social media and for one, no, I just kept missing. Let's just, who, who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, doing, I, I, I crush it with email marketing, crush it with, with, uh, you know, like normal traditional direct response marketing. That's what I am. I'm a direct response marketer. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it, totally different animal going to, to cold traffic for me. Frank Kern figured it out and Frank Kern's a bright guy and he figured out how to build a big coaching business. And so that was the end goal. The end goal was, you know, I, I have a coaching business. I charge five grand an hour to coach people and um, it's expensive, but you know, I just finished coaching guys over beyond diet for their next VSL. And um, it's not related to beyond diet, but, the, but you know, they can afford to, you know, book you know, 15 grand worth of time and have me just go over, okay, we're, we're going to come up with the hook, the positioning, the storyline, everything. And, and that's, you know, as a copywriter, how valuable that is. Oh, entirely. So that's what I want to do. I do. I, I have this weird, stupid monkey talent. I don't know what it is. I have no clue why I can do this for everyone but myself, but I could literally sit down with you and say, you could tell me where your project, I go, okay, I already got the hook. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I can find the hook. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know John, what it is, but yeah, that's, that is that is every great copywriter's problem. You, mm-hmm. me, Carlton. I, I, these are the people I've spoken to about this. Um, like John Carlton cannot come up with his own hooks. Like that's why he has Stan do okay. as well with him. Um, you, you yeah. just said it. Me, I've had this problem for years, which is why I literally hired a junior writer to basically go, okay, here's what I've got. What what hook have you've got coming in? Because whatever they come up with, I can improve on. But if I'm asking myself, it's like this. It, it's blank. Um, yep. And something yep. I did want to ask you, I want something. That, well, to be fair, that's something we can always do and talk about. But like what I was going to say is something I've actually found that's really interesting uh, as a run through is how do you actually even tell people what you do as a, as a consultant or as a coach? Because like whenever I get hired, and someone goes, "Okay, why am I?" I'm like, "I'm not really a coach. I'm kind of a consultant." Because my weird thing, very similarly to you as well is if you ask me, um, hey, I've got this idea, instead of just giving you the hook, my mouth just opens and like a full sales letter, video sales letter, webinar, whatever it is, just flies out my mouth yeah. and we have to record it. Yeah. Like, how the hell do I actually even yeah. say what that is? The closest yeah, I've got I, is verbal I, alchemy. I, I've re- I, yeah, I've wrestled with it myself. I mean, it's, so if, can, I, can I give out a URL? Oh, hell yeah, dude, go for cool? it. Oh, okay. So johnbenson.com, J-O-N, I I can't spell, johnbenson.com forward slash offer X. That is my best attempt at spelling out what I do. And it's, it's live right now. So you can go check it out. But uh, what's the URL? Offer X. Offer X. So my, my whole thing is like, look, um, I put your offer on steroids. I take any idea that you have and we'll X it. We'll, we'll put whatever number you want in front of that X. It can be a three X. It could be a 10 X, but whatever it's going to be, it's going to get three X, at least three X more reach, at least three X more cash, at least three X. More. So that I multiply offers and a lot of offers that exist right now. And they're, they're not multiplying simply because not because they're not spending enough on media. It's because they don't have a hook. They don't have the positioning. They're missing the point. And I did this with, with, um, I coached with John Rowley, uh, two days ago and it ended up being where it was 15 minutes. That's, you know, he, he's like, I, I got, you know, I kind of tied on budget right now. So we did like 15 minutes and I don't do writing on coaching calls usually, but I saw his, his attempt at, at starting a, a sales letter. And by the end of the 15 minutes, I'd written the first, you know, thousand words of the sales letter and, and, and then the hook was there. And then the, you know, it was completely different than, than when he came in there. And I don't know how I could see it, but I could see it. And then he's like, dude, let's just partner on this. So I was like, so, you know, I, I, try, I don't, I'm trying to literally avoid partnerships. So John's like a family member, so I you know, couldn't say no. But um, the point being is that, that I was just rattling stuff off. And then I was just in that, that day I wanted to type. I don't know why, but usually I just start rattling it off. Like you do, like I just start speaking. Yeah. And so, uh, and so we have a meeting coming up. But so like, I won't write it, but I'll speak it. And I'll, in two hours, you'll have an entire sales letter and you'll have to di- you'll have to dissect and take things out. And so, but, yeah, I, I don't know um, how to describe that, except that, yeah, you, you just kind of regurgitate copy. You just I, I speak in copy. I, but, you know, I speak in ideas and I speak in copy and that I help you. I see how people see the ideas that you know they can't see themselves. It's right there in front of them. Usually I, I'm, a lot of copy clients I work with. It's like their hook is in the sixth line. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, you just kind of missed it. You bury the lead, as they say in the journalism business. So, yeah. Oh, man. You know what's really scary about that? Just the fact that you literally described my actual dilemma, (laughs) like almost perfectly. I do the exact same thing. It's like, um, how do I, the, the closest I've come with it is telling someone it's verbal alchemy. That's the only way I can do it. What's verbal alchemy? I I literally spin gold out of words. That's what it is. And then someone asks me, well, why don't you do that for your own course? I'm like, because I'm terrible at it. I have to have someone else write it. And then I have to go back and edit it. And I hate what I write because it's not good where I want it to be. Yeah, I I, I have gotten lucky over the years because I've been able to put like, well, I sold Celebrator through ZPSL and then obviously, and then I sold Celebrator through a webinar because webinars are really effective at allowing me to come across just with, with even more freedom. Um, and, and also I, I personally use VSLs. I, I prefer them for products that are under a thousand bucks and accelerator at the time was $2,900. But, um, so so webinars tend to tend to pull better, but I finally created after years of trying uh, a great webinar for, for these products. And it took me working with Jason Fladlin and, you know, Jay, literally me like, cause Jason and I are friends. So I'd like call him up. He goes, okay, well, here's everything I've ever done on, on webinars. Okay, uh, let me look at it. Uh, let me hang out with you for. Let's go to dinner at Genius Network and go talk about your. I mean, I, there's no way the average human being could ever do this with one of the greatest webinar guys in the world. 
Uh, he was just kind enough to do that. So I cheated in a, in a sense. I, I literally just downloaded all of his brain and then I started putting my own spin to it and then finally got the knack of it. Um, but it, that's why I've not to come back to the products and everything, but I, with email copy pro with, with, with accelerator, with BSL fast track, I've really tried to download my brain into a product and that's essentially what it is. I've, I've, a lot of the testimonies we get is, is like, it's like having, it's like hiring you as a copywriter. Um, yeah. If I could download my brain into how, how I think through things, and I'm not arrogant enough to think it's just mine. Well, Accelerator I was because it was my, it was just me at the time. I was the only one person doing it, you know. Uh, but with Email Copy Pro, there's so many good email marketers. So I had all these guys like Agora uh, Financial. Uh, they sent us a ton of swipe, uh, you know, uh, Todd Brown, Ryan Dice, period. Uh, just these massively killer uh, email marketers sending us stuff and going, you know, Hey, yeah, you can use that. <laughs> you know, you can dissect that. You'll never put that into a machine. Holy shit. You did. You know, uh, it, so, it, and it rewrites it. How, how does it do that? But so, so I was using not just my own stuff, but other people's stuff. But so um, the bottom line is it, the, the hint to this is if you're having problems with this stuff, it's happened to somebody else's brain. Uh, like with your, with your finding your hook, tap into my brain, me finding mine, tap into yours. Yeah. Or what, what, if you can tap into somebody else's brain, you, you might not have the leverage to, you know, go to dinner with somebody or whatever, but that's cool. You can still, I think really great products are about, um, if somebody is able to download how they think it is, that's the, that's the goal. I think Kern did that really well with mass control. I think Jason did that really well with rapid crush. Um, I think I did it really well with the products I've developed is really giving the, not it's not just a, a product it, it, it's it's your brain and um now that doesn't scale as not it, yeah. it's an experience and it, it, it honestly it doesn't scale as high as say uh click funnels would for example like like no. click funnels you know that's not russell's brain that's just you know russell was just a smart guy and he figured out that there was a need for something and had a bunch of coders design something that really worked um but, the same thing goes with funnel scripts that's, that's a you know it's just, it's just a very you know limited version of what we're talking about but exactly it's kind but, of like but, when, yeah you think sorry continue sorry i was taking a sip of water um it's when i say limited version it, it, it's good for what it is and and, and they're going to keep building on it i'm sure and um that's not ben's product it's somebody else. i can't remember who X, actually behind phone scripts X, yeah, X, yeah, yeah 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 it's uh ray edwards uh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. um um the, the the idea is you know it's a very it's a very I'm gonna you know <laughs> being kind of it's a very simplistic version of what, what we're talking about here no, entirely yeah. well uh, what you know, what copy pro is copy pro is a you know that on steroids times infinity put into a second dimension so uh, yeah. but but email copy pro is that on steroids so it's 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 not even you know there there are two different worlds right but it's good for what it is. And for it helps a lot of people, and and I think Russell's just on a trek to help a lot of people do a whole lot of different things, which you know I really admire. Uh, um, but what I try to do is, is have more of the personality, more of the download my entire brain if you can. So um, try. I think Russell did that really well in Dot Com Secrets. I think it's, oh, it's entirely, great. I, I would agree with you entirely. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying about trying to download your brain and stuff, it's um, like after I released the Copywriters Room, one of the biggest things I had with that was, okay, what do I teach in here? I was like, okay, why not just teach how you write advertising, how you like the thing that you look at, the codex manual of how your brain works and try and download that in a live setting because it's, I'm sure you came up with the same, you came up with the same challenge I did. Um, it's not so much that I can't explain what I do and teach it. It's I have to give it enough of a runtime because my, my whole thing is I like getting to things efficiently. So my entire course is like three hours worth of like solid content plus two hours of Q and A's and hot seating. So it's like all yeah. solid content, but like the first three hours of it are just like, let me grab your brain, download this in there. If you know what you're doing, you'll be good. That kind of thing. Um, whereas th th that was the challenge I had was like, how do I actually give something away that is so valuable and tell and show people that look, you don't need to spend 70 80 90 hours studying you need to spend maybe about five maybe 10 hours at the max learning and the rest of the times applying and just that's how you get good is constantly doing it, it it's the same right. as like um how do you build muscle quicker you basically you know you know the movement but now you start adding weight and practicing the movement it's no good just kind of going okay i did the movement once 90 days later i'm going to do the movement again it, it, 
you just want right. to watch i'm gonna just watch the video on how to like lift weight one time it's, it ain't gonna work it's not a thing you got to go out there and practice and what i was saying right. what i want to say in regards with funnel scripts and all the other stuff again nothing but love for those guys for what they've done it's actually really incredible because they've inspired like t in today's world it is so much easier to become a copywriter than it was when we were coming up okay yeah like it's so much easier like the the influx like two years ago of people that came out the woodwork going i'm a copywriter i'm gonna do this i'm like i fair enough we'll teach you just go read these people follow these people you were definitely on that list of people i told i kept telling people to go look at um but in that same respect it's because of that growth there is thanks to that but it will never replace like i'd even say the only reason uh email copypro.com and um all the other stuff that you actually basically done is or copypro.com uh, is basically because uh, both of your URLs because I'm screwing them up right now. Apologize. The reason they actually work. <laughs> that's the one. Copy copypro. Pro, that's the one. Yeah. The that, reason that's, that, the, that's the literal AI version. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason yeah. that works so well is because you have basically mastered to put your actual brain into a digital format that makes it makes sense and teach people and show people what they can do. Whereas the other stuff is there, but it's not gone to the same depth. If that makes sense, it's because there's so many sprawling parts to uh, to funnel scripts. It doesn't have the same concentrated force as what you do. Is what I find is right. The difference. Well, here's the way we looked at it: is when when I decided to say you know to create Accelerator, which is basically training with very very simple software just to make it easier. Um, I knew there was an application for software to make copywriting easier, but I knew that the, that to test that. You'd have to test it in email. Uh, sales pages are actually easier. VSLs are actually easier than creating email because email is something you do all the time, every day. There's different. There's literally thousands of different iterations of it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I could dissect a way to do this with email and dissect a way where you know, it sh I knew that there was no way to set this up in an easy way. There, like, and this is my big, my big beef with with. Um, Especially stuff like script all or but funnel scripts as well. I mean, it is there's you know you can't fill out 15 fields and get um, get get any sort of like long term email strategy. You, you you need a lot of different variations to have emails that sound as if a human being wrote them and to sound grammatically correct. Uh, for one thing, you know, in other words, where you don't have these weird you know, obvious like machinish kind of sounding to them. So I knew that the, I, I was going to just focus on email. It took me two and a half years to figure out how to dissect lines and lines and lines and lines of copy to say, what's the patterns here? We call them blueprints, dynamic blueprints. What's the blueprint underneath this email? What to figure out what comes first and how does that word into that? And what's the, um, how do we make the, the machine know that the next thing comes first? You know, and then to code it, of course. So that was a, a massive undertaking. And um, the, the result is something that's, you know, there's not, not even comparable in email market. I mean, I mean, you can, you, you can literally like spend the next year going through that thing and create different emails for all sorts of things. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. And just to prove the point, uh, I, I decided I would to, to tell you how many fields that you really need to have like a really viable email marketing product work for you that will work for you for more than a month. <laughs> um, there's so many fields that, that, that over the span of the collection in our database that, that you can use if you wish that I created a 7,000 word sales letter in email copy pro and put it in there as a bonus. And it's my, it's my own $50 million blueprint that I use for my sales letters. And I said, I wonder if I could stick that in there and believe it or not. Yes. <laughs> so there's that much data that needs to be set. Now you can imagine how many fields would have to change for you to, to use a sales page and for a dog trainer to use the same sales page and for a Bitcoin guy to use the same sales page. And, and you can go down the line. Can you imagine how much data would have to be, different in those pages right and have it sound like it flows that's the so yeah we're talking like a, a difference between you know I, I i liken it to it's it's comparing a tri it's comparing a tricycle to a ferrari i mean they both have wheels <laughs> but they both have a metal uh yeah they, they, they both will get you from point a to point b it's it's not a there's not a comparable thing you can really say about that but that's okay because the, the, there was a you know you can do it. Then we decided, well, if we can be the jack of all trades and the master of all, that would be copypro.ai. That would require, it's not just me. And that copypro, email copypro wasn't just me, it was other people too. But um, with copypro.ai, it's literally anyone, 
in any copywriter that can get certified in our system. So now the way that you get like scripts that sound like uh, that don't sound like scripts that sound like, my God, I hired a copywriter and, and, and it took him, it took him a month. Really? I got this in an hour. The only way to do that is to have thousands of copywriters in a platform that where everyone's speaking the same language and different iterations of that same language with different expertise. And that's what copypro.ai is. So that's, a, it's a, you know, again, these are levels of, of where we're going here, but that is, the, I think the future of selling copy and hopefully writing copy. So hopefully we created a platform that will allow copywriters to, to get a lot more work <laughs> and also get a lot more sold because they because this thing dynamically regenerates things. So, you know, you can write, you can literally, can you imagine writing an email campaign and having it downloaded 27 times in a day and getting paid for 27 times, all 27 times instantly getting paid. So there's no, there's no chasing down payments. It's all on blockchain. So it's like you get it paid instantly. You know, I mean, taking cash or taking taking coin, whatever you want to do. But um, so that it's a different different world that we've created. I hope. Oh, that's dude, that sounds like that sounds like it's going to be something amazing, especially with the way that's coming up and the way that things are. Because one of the biggest key pains for most copywriters, even including myself, and we've had this discussion, is you can be absolutely great at what you do, but unless you're known, it it becomes terribly hard. And this is the one place that you actually really have. You've created essentially the proving ground for everyone to see it's like no they're certified they're on board because we know they're good you're coming here because you know i'm good and you know we you're using this all together and it's just mm -hmm. it's leveraging everything that's great which is absolutely amazing yeah um and yeah. Something, something i really wanted to like talk about because i know i only got you for a little bit longer before you uh you have to get going because you're doing the live soon i wanted to ask mm -hmm. you because we covered this last time i really i'm curious about this but what were like three books that really influenced uh the way that you not just do business but the way that you live like what were mm. yeah yeah we got into more of a lifestyle conversation last time um we did yeah the three books that influenced the way i do business the way i live um my gosh <laughs> um Definitely one of them was Walden by Henry David Thoreau, and, and that's that influences the way I want to live. It's definitely made a huge impact on me when I was in college. Uh, of, for, for whatever reason, that, that book was very, very impactful. Uh, and that was the there was a quote from Walden that was the impetus for me to start my own business. The only time I worked for anyone else in my whole life, uh, other than in high school, was immediately out of college. And, um, and I was listening to Tony Robbins on a cassette player. This is how long that was. <laughs> and it was like, and he, he said, you know, there's a quote about the road, and I immediately got my attention. He said, you know, the mass of manly lives of quiet desperation. That's from Walden. And um, that was, yeah. So that Walden is like full of just amazing, like jarring quotes that can really wake you up out of life. So that that was a, a non-copywriter book that, that would help me to, to do that. Um, I suck at business, so I I'm, I'm the worst person to talk to you about like like how to how to run a business. That's why I have a president of my, my company. But as far as making money, I, I, yeah, you know when I went had my own financial collapse collapse this year because it was a whole perfect storm. I think that was during our last conversation, and uh, and I called Ryan Dias and I said, dude, you know I remember when you had your own you were like 800 grand in debt. I went to and um and uh. And he's like, and he went through his, his whole mantra. He said, dude, there's three people I know on the planet that can pull money out of thin air. You're one of them. And, and what he means by that is that I'm able to see like, oh, here's a project. Here's the thing, something I do. At the time I was listening to that, I didn't have any idea at all how I was going to do it. And then two weeks later, the problem was solved. It was like, how did that happen again? And so, and I'm like, and so, yeah, it's, it's so so I suck at business, so I can't and couldn't give you a good business book if I, if I had to. Um, the one thing that did help me is the book called one, The One Thing because it got me out of thinking through like project after project after project after project and more of a total focus on one thing. And I like the 50-50 concept. You know, spend half your, thing, your, half your energies on one thing uh, and then the other half on everything else. So that is actually how I've influenced how I've taught copy as well. It's been half your day writing or practicing or studying copy if you're trying to be a copywriter or if you're trying to, to get a winning sales offer if you're not a copywriter you know and the other half of the day doing everything else you'll get good at it really, really quick so yeah the the other 
I guess the the other because I read a lot, and so uh, and I have a lot, but most of the things I read are around philosophy and love and and literature and stuff like that, just because that's more of my passions. But um, yeah. so so I, yeah, it's the the thing that that motivates my life the most. We had this conversation last time, is the pursuit of what I call epic love uh, and the enjoyment of that. So um, that is every, everything else is just goes by the wayside. I, I mean the the closest thing that comes to it is when you do an act of sheer altruism, like like you, you know, you feed a hungry child or something. It's the only thing that even approaches the level of of enjoyment and presence and and knowing that you have taken a path back to the present moment. Is is the, when I'm writing a book. It's actually called Epic Love because I'm so fascinated by this. And I've I've been in love many times, but I've been in epic love twice. Uh, once was the real, the doozy, and that inspired this book. And uh, so that to me is anything you can do in your life to move you closer to that and away from the love of the mediocre, uh, the love of a, what I call a passionless exit. Um, it's the better off you're going to be. And I use that term passionless exit because that's what most men do. They they they're working their way toward a passionate exit exit out of their life where yeah they've they've made a lot of money they they've they've uh, or maybe they maybe they haven't they they they've screwed a lot of women they whatever the, you could go down on the things that a lot of you know men I'm speaking directly to men think of as being valuable you know like you and I you know you've stepped in cages we've stepped in rings we've we've uh, I've dove to the depths of wrecks and ships and caves and all this kind of stuff and I'm telling you that the most courageous thing you can ever do is is surrender to intimacy. There's nothing more daring. Okay. Now, yeah, so that is my biggest pursuit. So anything along those lines of, of, of reading from Shakespeare to um, to modern works, like a, I, I was, I, I even like, while David Data's book, Way of Superior Man, has is, is got a lot of great stuff in it, I, I find it somewhat white knighting. So nonetheless, it was still a, a, an inspirational book at the time. So, so I find books like that that pull me back to the, the realization that um, uh, the sands of the hourglass are slipping by, as the old soap opera used to say. So it, it's you only have a limited time to really, really dive into that. And to for me, to love and be loved and to be completely seen and to see another is there's nothing like it. There's nothing close to it. Okay. So that's that's it for me. And, and uh, yeah, and that's where I ironically back to writing where I find my my more of a gift of of expressing things verbally than, than writing necessarily sales copy, even though I'm obviously good at that, um, is writing it along these lines of writing more of it, almost a, a blend of poetry and, 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 um, and, and kind of waxing philosophic about stuff. And not that, and it's so funny cause I'm like, not that I'm remotely an expert at this. I'm, I'm damn good at loving, but I'm not an expert at like, I haven't had a 25 year marriage. I don't consider that the benchmark of being an expert of love though. I, no, I don't, I, I, I've studied it for tolerance. years. I, I, my mom and dad were lucky. I mean, they, they and also hardworking. They were married 54 years and, until my dad died. So I had a front row seat to see what this looks like. And so, so yeah, that's my biggest passion. And that's that's. Um, I don't know if that ties into the question well, but oh no, entirely. Dude, the question was what books influence you and impact you, and those are the books that works that influence and impact you, and that's what I wanted. So thank you for sharing with that. So it does cover yeah. it. But I was going to ask something uh, on that because it's quite interesting. So I see a lot of copywriters like ourselves. And let's just set the record straight with what you said. You're obviously not good at it. You're actually obviously great at writing ads. Not not good. You're great. There's a huge difference between the two, in my opinion. And you're definitely on the higher echelon. Um, but what I wanted to say was like it's 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 so powerful to see other copywriters like, like yourself and, of course, Bob Selling. Uh, we discussed about this at great length how we put how we use advertising and how we use what our skills are to essentially go after our passions um with you it's going to philosophy and understanding love which i also actually do do believe is the actual um question of what what is the purpose of life what is the meaning of life for me it's love and full expression of love um to mm -hmm. be seen accepted loved uh, every every aspect of love unconditional is kind of like the thing that I want to strive and am striving towards constantly building and wanting um, moving towards us very similar in that sense but for me like for Bob it's uh, taking nature photos he loves taking photography in nature but never uploads them because they're his passion just for him um, 
and for me, uh, something I really haven't spoken to too publicly, but I think I, I told you about this. Uh, I'm writing a sitcom. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm almost done with the first season. I've started working on my stand-up wow. routine. So 2019, I've got a couple of venues booked for <laughs> to, to open for different people, just get my comedy material really set. And um, I'm and something that very few people... So guys, this is an exclusive for my show. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to be stepping back away from the business world for a bit to pursue my artistic pursuits. So I've actually got a couple of canvases coming in Um for a huge 200 square foot uh art canvas that i'm actually creating uh and it's going to be called dynamics and human movement and I, i'm just really looking forward to all that kind of stuff but again it's all only funded because i managed to get good at what i do and put myself oh, yeah, there you go. yeah yeah i that's that's i can't wait to to see how that that experiment runs its course man that's going to be cool uh, but the, but you said a mouthful there, and that's a good thing to to hit on before we close out. Is you were able to fund that by becoming a master of words and by becoming um, to weaving gold out of out of letters and numbers and stuff. So I I think that that is a talent that simply will will not be replaced. And I, I want to, if you don't mind me emphasizing this a little bit, of course, with all this AI machine learning and stuff like you know, there, there's there's a point where there's going to be copy in the future, in the near future, and, and copy pros at the front edge of this, where AI is going to be able to, to write copy that's that a lot of people will be able to use in things like, you know, essential autoresponders, uh, you know, uh, dynamically changing variables. And, yeah, the, the kind of stuff that's already going on with, with uh, uh, Persuado and stuff like that. But um, at least not in the foreseeable future will they have AI that is um, – as generatable as as powerful as our human imagination and that is if you can take imagination and combine it with technology that's the true power that that's where all the income and all the lifestyle stuff that you ever want to do can come from i mean like i have the benefit of i live half the year in vancouver because uh, i love vancouver and another half of the year I got, i'm about to leave for santa barbara for the winter so i can go to santa barbara for the winter and it's like except for the pain in the ass of moving my gear. You know? <laughs> yes. It's like getting, getting a guitars and, you know, all that kind of stuff going in you because know, I'm a musician. So uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy to, 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 to physically move. I'm going to try to make that easier in the, in the coming years. But, but, but the point is to be able to do that is simply because we can take words with us where we go. We can take our brains with us where we go. Um, and that allows you to, to paint or write a, a sitcom. It allows me to write a book on love and relationships and, and play, play my bass for two or three hours a day, you know, like, and, and still keep my chops alive. So the only way we can do that is, is to, to have this kind of a lifestyle. So agree. Couldn't very agree more. Master it. <laughs> yeah, it really is powerful. And it's like the only way you get good, as I said earlier, yeah, you can learn the basics and the tools mm -hmm. in a couple of days. But it's the practice that really is what's going to really come in handy for you. It's just constantly practicing yeah. until you get it right. And something I will say, like uh, a, a lot of people ask me, why did I go into copywriting? Of course, I kind of just, I didn't fall into it. It was the lead up to it was there. But one of the thoughts I truly remember having and journaling down at like, I think I was 19 years old because um, I had someone in my family ask me, why did you go, why did you go into advertising? Why did you like understand how to write copy? Why are you doing door to door sales and telesales while you're managing all this at the same time? And my response to them was the world can go however it is, but if the world ends tomorrow, if all technology is wiped out tomorrow, every profession that nearly everyone has is going to really come down to how their mind works. And for me, everyone will always need to sell their shit and find a way to sell their shit in a quicker way, in a better way to a mass audience. And if I understand the yes. psychology of selling right now, when that day comes, should it ever come, I know I can take care of my family. I won't be caught blindsided. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, you can be an accountant. Don't get me wrong, accountancy works, but in a world where the wasteland of them trying to sell you the next best thing or the next best weapon, well, guess what? Being an accountant isn't going to be that high up on the list. So no, no, I mean, 
the, those, those days are numbered, man. I mean, the, the days <laughs> specifically accounting, uh, you know, th- those days you can see in the next 50 years have been completely different. And, and it's no different than when people were saying that, look, if you get if you get a job in the American automobile industry, you're set for life. I mean, <laughs> it's like there's no one compete with the United States. Well, that kind of changed. Right. So so a, a lot of things have kind of changed. And and DVD makers, you know, I mean, there there's still I saw a website the other day. Said, you know, it, it delivered on DVD. Who even has a fucking DVD player? What, what, what human being has a DVD, anything on their machine? I mean, it's like, why? It's like, why would you have that? So maybe I'm missing something because I'm not a gamer. Maybe there's something that you have to do with a gamer. But I, you know, it's like it's such an archaic way of, of – of, but but it wasn't for those 10 years or so. It was, it was the thing you're doing. But the one thing that's not going away anytime soon is imagination and the ability to sell something. So the oldest profession – We've heard this, right? What's the oldest profession? It's prostitution. It's not. The oldest profession is marketing because one of those whores had to sell herself. Yep. Over the other. So, as the joke goes, had to sell herself, had to figure out a way to sell herself. Now, some maybe it was just the physical (laughs) beauty, right? But uh, yeah, the oldest profession is actually marketing. So, uh, you need to learn the difference between marketing and copywriting. That would be the last thing I would like to impart. There's a massive difference when someone says, I'm an internet marketer. I know much better internet marketers than myself. They have a better, I'm good at it, but these guys are great at it. They have like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go and sell this e-commerce product off eBay. I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars this month, and I don't care anything about the product. But they're just really good at that. That's not again that that doesn't t- tickle that 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 funny bone that I have that wants to be tickled for love. You know that that I have to have a love for what I'm doing, and so that that whole epic love thing transcends into business. That's why I brought it up. It's like no, I have to love the product I'm working with. I have to. I can't. I, yeah, could I write a sales letter for some e-com? You know, you know, batshit cleaner product or yeah, whatever. I don't care, but. But yeah, that's marketing. Copywriting is <laughs> completely different. It, it, it's they're related, they're connected at the hip. But to be able to write a letter that truly impacts somebody on a visceral level, on not emotional things firing off, that feels tactile, feels like they've been touched by somebody that you've read these letters before. To have that kind of skill set, you'll never go hungry. Agreed. At least Agreed. Not, not, not in our foreseeable future. So, yeah. Agreed. As long as you put yourself out there, because that's the other rule that I'm going to throw out there. Absolutely. Don't let yourself fall into the back like I did. It sucks. That being said, oh. John, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, my brother, to have you on. I know we have to have a hard stop coming up, but I'd love to get you back on again later in the year whenever it's possible, because it's so much goddamn fun having you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Love to, man. Love to. Thanks All again right. for having me, Emil. Always, man. Guys, the links will be in the description. As always, rate, subscribe, review. You know what to do. And I'll see you on the next episode. See you guys soon.